Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that I live, the reason that I see. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. You're the reason that
we praise you Jesus with all that we are that Lord we believe in you and we trust in you Lord I just uh, come against and I, I bind any assignment against the thief that's uh, trying to steal victory and Lord God I just thank you in the name of Jesus that we will just begin to rise up and know that we have been already crowned victorious in you Lord God and we walk out what you've already set before us so we thank you Lord God for we just break the assignment of the enemy that would try to steal the energies to try to steal our faith and Father God, just most of all, try to steal our encouragement. And Lord, just, we, just, we just bind him in the name of Jesus. And what we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, Lord God. And you will not steal my encouragement. And Father, I just pray, I thank you in the name of Jesus. That Lord, the, the only reason why we would even make, a believer would even make a statement like, I just want to die. It's, it's not even about being afraid to die. It's about being afraid of it not working. I'm being afraid of being disappointed again and again. But in the name of Jesus, in you, Lord God, there's no disappointment. That, Lord God, we rejoice in you. That we're not looking at the outward things, Lord. Those things are temporary. But, Father, what we can't see, that's eternal. That, Lord God, we look at you. We look at the unseen, our faith. That it believes that all things are possible. And, Father, we rejoice in you. Now, Lord God, I just loose the power of God out of my life and out of my body. I loose the encouragement of God. I loose the expectation that I'll believe and I'll rejoice in the Lord and always I will rejoice that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord God. I, I begin to just take hold by faith of my head being lifted up. I see where my help comes from, Lord. It doesn't come from man. It comes from the Lord. I thank you, Jesus that I am blessed to be a blessing always in all things Lord God I give you praise I give you glory I give you honor I'm not running out of gas I'm not running out of energy I'm not running out of time I'm running into the presence of God where all things and all needs are met I come to you Jesus I come to you I give you my mind I give you my heart I give you my soul with all I am here you are, God. We bless you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Letting, let's make sure we continually lift them up. Um, as well as, and I meant to tell you, uh, text you, Miss Yolanda, and create an announcement for that stuff we were talking about in our staff meeting for people being able to volunteer and help uh, for those who don't get to go. So we'll work on that and send something in so everybody can be a part of that. It feels good to help. Amen. Uh, tonight, kind of a empathy type sermon. Difference, uh, difference between sympathy, sympathy, people feel sorry for you. Empathy, people feel with you, right? Uh, we said urban is I feel you. Sympathy just is sorry for you, all right? And I don't need you to be sorry for me. I need you to feel what I feel so you can know what I'm going through so you know how to help and talk, amen? So we're going to feel the feel because God can only fill up what you're willing to feel and know what's happening. 
It's kind of like they said, we cannot fix what we don't admit is actually going on. We cannot, we cannot pour into what we don't actually know is hurting. It's kind of like taking a muscle relaxer and then going to the doctor and not knowing where the pain is anymore because you just hit it. And sometimes we, uh, it's, it's kind of like that with life. We muscle relax. So uh, a connection with God creates a vessel for God to feel. So if I get him the presence of God, he can feel me. Right? He can pour into me and, and fill me up. I just need to have a, I need to have a feel for God. Um, in Judges chapter 16, verse 19 through 20, we're going to go back into our dude Samson. And where Samson got caught up with them wild girls from the Philistine club. And uh, he liked them girls with the short camels and all that stuff. And uh, so she, Delilah's tricking him. She's on him. And, and I saw some stuff. And I told you guys Sunday we were going to talk about parts of this verse that, that popped up then. So verse 19 said, and she made him sleep up on her knees. And she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of, of his head. And I know that Samson, if you know the story about him, his strength was in his hair. And it really wasn't in his hair. It was as long as he kept Jesus on his mind, God could grow out his strength. And she began to afflict him. And this is what, that's the word we're going to jump on today. Because after his hair was cut, his strength was gone. She began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee. She called him and said, Samson, they're coming to get you. And he awoke out of his sleep and, she, and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself, and here's the depressing part, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't even know that God wasn't even with him anymore. He'd been walking in a way that was casual, it was routine, and didn't even realize that God wasn't there. Father, I pray, Father, that we feel the feel. And Lord God, we run to you and get in your presence so you can fill us up. Wherever we're dry, wherever we're empty, wherever we're missing, whatever that is, Lord, it's all about getting in the presence of God. You can fill that place. And God begin to restore to us. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen, amen. Uh, the affliction that the, Delilah did by Samson, the Hebrew definition for affliction in there is she talked bad about him. She talked down. There, there's nothing worse than being, in a, being talked down to, but there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you're being talked down to. She afflicted him, and it says that even after the affliction, his strength went from him. It's, it's amazing that what words can do to people. It can make them not want to love. It can make them not even want to care about themselves if they become afflicted by it. That's why we spend a lot of our time encouraging and instructing because we understand it. And it's something I tell my, my, my pal students or the mentors, you may be the only encouragement these kids will ever hear the entire day. Some people have to leave their house being told what they're not. You will be the only one that says what they are. People can become sick by others' words. Again, we're finding out more and more it was a dumb thing to say. Sticks and stones will hurt my bones, but may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's a lie. Words have been around a long time. We got some neoprene for the bruises, some, some camphor for knee if you're really hood, and, and some alcohol, some peroxide for the bruises. But, but them words, right? Them words have kept us from dressing a certain way. Them words have kept us from standing up in front of people. Words have kept us from standing up for ourselves because somebody said a long time ago about us. 
and it still keeps us. Delilah not only took the dude's hair, she started to take his mental strength. So it's, it's, it's wild, like, to speak negative and, and, and in a relationship, I, I don't care how small the woman is, and I know it happened both ways, but a small woman with a violent mouth can pull down the biggest man who's willing to let that happen. Right? And vice versa. Okay? I don't want to get it twisted, but I'm, I'm just talking about weak and strong. He can have all the muscles in the world, but if he don't have enough mental capacity to say, I can't let you talk to me that way, I can't let you treat me that way, he's going to become weak and not be able to stand up for himself. So, so these words was negative words spoken against him that caused depression. It's one thing to get your hair cut, but it's another thing to get your heart cut. Right. And then that heart gets cut. That depression sets in and then you're sitting and you're sleeping all day because you don't want to wake up. You don't want to get up because you don't even like you. So it is one thing to lose your physical strength, but the wrong person in your life can cause you to lose your mental strength, which can last much longer. So I can get to the gym and get back stronger. I can, I can rehab. I can physical therapy. But if I don't get your words out of my head, I may be outwardly strong but inwardly weak. If the walls could speak of the times I've been weak when everybody thought I was strong. We know Samson grew his hair back. We know that, right? And prayed because you can read down in verse 28. He grew his hair back. He had a moment. And he prayed. Listen to what type of prayer a person who gets their physical strength back but if they never deal with the mental strength this is why we tell you to put the word in you we, we tell you Matthew 4 4 put the word in you when you don't need it so it'll be there when you do need it we tell you put the Bible in you because you can come to church but if you never put church in you and leave out of here and have a church on Thursday it doesn't really it, it's good I'm glad you're here don't get me wrong I like to see you but I like to see you grow Right? You, you got to be able to put that thing in you so it is not just, at least I went. So verse 28, you know he grew his hair back for one last moment of strength instead of a life, life to live strong. He didn't even pray, I want to live longer. He just wanted a moment to hurt the people who hurt him. Most people who have let the hurt go inside instead of let it be external don't even want to live any longer. They just want to do one last thing get even one last moment and so samson that was his prayer he could have done many things who says he has to die there i'll have my sight what can i do what you'll have your faith right helen keller said it is not as bad to be without sight as it is to be without vision so i got vision so inward pain can cause people to be consumed with healing the outside because the inward sickness seems impossible. So they will decorate themselves on the outside, dress in a way to get attention, but not act like they got any confidence. They got compensation. They're kind of mixing up. A mental beatdown can cause us to become a so self-focused that we don't acknowledge the relationship with God and not realize we have grown weak. So God, I don't, even, I don't even know you. I don't even know that you're around. And so we don't talk like we've been praying to God. We talk like God's never been there. 
We talk like he's not around. And, 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 and Delilah was critical and ungodly. She stole from Samson emotionally, eternally. Be careful who you, who you spend time with. You may be losing more than just time. So we tell our kids, I, I wasn't going to sacrifice my kids because we wanted someone in the church because they were good and they had a gift somewhere, but they lived outside of God's will. No, we're going to make you qualify because if my kids start to see we just put anybody anywhere at any time for leadership, that's how they're going to choose their friends. We couldn't sacrifice them. I couldn't sacrifice miracle. I love that she has an argumentative spirit and begin to tell her Christian friends at college that that is not in the Bible. Love that. Love being a go. I love the day at Eastview. Probably one of my most popular days because Vaughn and Daniel sent me there. We're in Austin. They sent me to Eastview. Stay on. How did she get you there? She put her boy there. God says go there and you'll meet all the football teams. I am not even supposed to be in town. I'm supposed to be in Houston. There is a flood, right? That, that horrible thing, but put me in the right place. Right? And all of these people, all of these gigantic football players, the teacher says, man, they're crazy. These kids are crazy. I hope you can deal with them. Like, lady? First of all, I'm not even sent here by you or called here by you. That's why you're not getting charged, first of all. <laughs> There's a bigger financial gain happening, and it's through this. There's a person on your campus that all of these football players, they're going to protect them. So when we were done and they were like, man, you're awesome. You're great. I, let me holler at you, fellas. This dude here. This is my little family members, my little brother who's going to be walking on campus. Look, God didn't give me this gift and he didn't put me in that position for just us. There's more about, it's more than just us. It is more than just us. If, if you're just living just to get yourself by, that is not godly at all. Okay? That's you, Lee. <laughs> you're doing that on you. That is fresh right off the grill, baby. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 through 6, you've got to realize you've got to cast down evil words. As I was telling Miss Maria, I said, look, if a teacher or a coach crosses Daniel, you better get him. Because if I find out you didn't, we're all going to talk together. Isn't that crazy that God can put you in the right place at the right time, not for you, but for someone else. Right? It's not even about us, right? And I loved it. I enjoyed it. I felt like, you know, I grew up in the mafia. No, I did. I grew up. My father was a mafia leader. That's what I grew up on. You know, like mafia people say, you know. <laughs> This is my this is my brother. That's the way I felt today. Like you take care of him. You don't answer to him, you don't answer to me. <laughs> Just the way I felt today. It's the way I felt. I gotta go back tomorrow. I got another group, I gotta catch him. Like, you know. Never go against the family. I felt in the body of Christ, we don't go against the family. Be careful of those who, other believers, who talk about other believers just because they want their sinful friends to feel good. Mess around, get a haircut. Casting down 
imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you are afraid of anything, cast it down. You should not be afraid. Okay, unless it's roller coasters. That's just, that's, those are ungodly. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. If you're not casting down imagination, you're not even ready to, to, get, to revenge the disobedience that happened to you or your kids. Cast it down. Cast it down. It's trying to make you think you don't have any right to play. No, no, no. I have a right to pray when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, there's that word fill in there again. Fulfill has now got full with it. And so we want to fulfill what God has called us to do. So when I fulfill it, that means I'm feeling Jesus. I feel you, God. I feel you. You know, God, we don't only have to feel God when we're about to do something wrong. We can feel him when we're in the right, all right? We can feel him doing worship. So Delilah went after Samson when she knew his strength was gone. Isn't it amazing how people say that they say they'll kick you when you're down? Because they know if you're up, they, don't, they know if they kick you, you might kick back. And <laughs> you might keep kicking. When God's word isn't being put in our life daily, it will open a door for the negative attacks to come against our mind. You can think about it, right? That, that you can be doing good, you can be doing well, you can be doing good and well for a while, but the minute that we take that, that, that I want to say, rest area, that then those thoughts begin to come in or somebody can say something to us and it'll make us think less of ourselves. We're not thinking that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're thinking about how they made us feel. So now God says, don't rearrange that just because of what somebody said to you, but, but you're rearranging because my word has not had a place. I know my rents do, but you should be, have some grace for my word. An unopened Bible will open the door to an evil attack against the mind. Casting down imagination may mean getting away from the person that caused you to think that way. If you get around people that make you think bad, you don't have to say it, but you just, uh, here they come. Think bad, or, or you're around them, and they make you, they, you, you get some hype people, people that make you hype. Your kids say, man, you make me hype when I get around you. Hype in the right way. Sometimes you can get hyped up in the wrong way. You can get around the wrong people and get hyped up the wrong way. And sometimes you have to get away from them because then you can't even cast down. You're just so amped up, you do whatever the moment calls for it. Right? You got to get out there. They put us outside today from at, when it started to get a little bit hot. And immediately, the first thing I thought of was, it's hot outside. It was hot inside. And she goes, yeah, we're going to spend this next hour and a half outside. But I wasn't there for me. So I got to make this work, Right? Because there are some people out there I need to make sure they know. So I went to the car and got me a towel, and I prayed while the air condition was on high. And I reunited in between the passing period that I shall, too, get to this place again. But God says, I need you to go out there, and I need you to be just the way you were when you were inside. As you are outside, it's not about you. However, tomorrow we're going to be indoors. So. Thank you, Jesus. I obeyed immediately. I passed the test. Uh, so you got to cast down even imagination. Casting down imagination may mean getting away from people. If you're in a relationship with someone that makes you feel less, get away. Right? They don't, they don't love you. They don't encourage you. 
I'm going to get less of that, more of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 through 6 says it this way. And such trust have we through Christ to God word. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit give life. And so he's talking about the letter of the law. Letter of the law, trying to be perfect so Jesus will love you. By the way, Romans 5, 8 says when you weren't perfect or any good or even known Jesus, he loved you then. So in other words, you don't have to live up to anything to get to God. But once you get to God, he'll cause you to live up. There's a way. There's a way to respond to what God has said. But we keep our trust in God it delivers our mind from needing to trust our physical ability over God. So sometimes, we, sometimes if we're not in that whole trust mode of God, we're wondering, how are we going to do this? How is it going to work? How is it going to get fixed? How is it going to get paid? How are we going to get through? How is this? How are we going to make it? How are we gonna, and that means that I'm now living in me. And now let me tell you something. I'm not tall enough. <laughs> To get where I need to get. I'm not tall enough to reach the food I need to reach. So I need to be in Christ so I can eat what God has for me spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. One enemy of faith is certainty. When we're so certain we can do it, we don't even pray. We're so certain I got it covered. We don't even look. I tell you what, there are places I go into where I am terrified. I'm thinking I've never spoke here. I need to be prepared. I'll think about it. I'll even go over notes. I'll study. And there are other places I walk in. I've done it so many times. I'm not even going to prepare. An unprepared man or person is a person that is, you'll see in the next hour, repairing. (laughs) Repairing. Because you can be in your greatest gift, in your greatest area, but because you did not, you were so certain you did not pray, you can be the dullest thing in the most useful area of your life. It means you could do it, but you can't do it well because you're trying to, you think it's you because you're, you've become familiar. Not familia, familiar. It's a difference. So we got to need trust. We can't trust our physical ability, especially when you start to get old stuff hurts. Watching people bend down hurts to me. Like just, oh, like just, oh, that looks painful. And it ain't even, it ain't even a go down because you were going to want to need it. And I would do it for you. But again, pants don't allow, but you, to get on one knee or to walk on your knees. Have y'all seen that? Were you almost cabbage patching on your knees? Like it hurts like. Y'all know what cabbage patching is? Do y'all know? It's okay, some of us, what is that? Like, not the dolls. It's, it was a day. Anyway, but, but like you're trying to take that pressure off of your knees when you're trying to do it on your strength. But God said, in me, you ain't got to do all that. I got you. I got you. Right? We're just talking about this, this teacher who, who was upset and she was mad because she no longer had any influence over the kids because she's running a drug and alcohol program and she, in her basket at HEB, has some libations, some spirits. <laughs> and the kid saw her. And he said, you can teach me, but you'll never reach me. 
She goes, I'm so sad. I don't understand. That's so unfair. Well, no. Have your drink. Do what you got to do, but you won't reach him. By the way, he's going to tell his friends. So if you wanted to impress him, stand up there and say all your stuff because you'll never be able to influence him. Impress somebody, you can do that from a distance. To influence them, you got to get up close where they can see you, where they can see your stuff. I'm finding out more and more kids don't trust teachers because they're being told something they don't live. And that's sad. I mean, they, they need to be able to, you know how we tell, respect your elders. You, well, let's, let's find out who the elder is first. Some of the elders act very young. So losing our feel for God's presence will keep us from being fulfilled in our lives, right? I want to be able to, I want to go into God's presence. I want to go there. God, I, I need to feel you. I need to just, you to hold me, God. So the letter of the law comes into effect when the spirit is ignored a marriage without God enters into the law of divorce 50%. Now I hear it's up to 60% because now it's under the law and the law of percentages begin to range in. So whatever I don't do in God becomes part of the statistic. Whatever I do in Christ lives me beyond the statistics, beyond the things. By rule, I should be an alcoholic. I should be a drug addict. By rule, I should be a part of something that is not church-related. How's that? Let me go with that one. Let me not name too much because I don't want to lose you guys who, think, who knew, who thought I was perfect before I came to Jesus, and that's why he called me. No, Lockley. But I don't want to become a statistic. I don't want to become a statistic. I want to be what God called me to be. Amen? So I want to make sure that we're doing that. So, but, but I got to feel the feel. Do I feel you, Jesus? Yes. Then I can feel you, pastor. But if I don't ever get in God's feel where he's directing me and I hear him nudging me and he's telling me, you know, calm down, let the people with more groceries. Have you ever raised somebody Hmm. Is there any honest people in the church that has been at HEB with a smaller basket and you saw them about to get into that line and you didn't, you know, you. Now, when you like this, that's something. But when you're doing, when you got that up a little bit <laughs> and you slide your basket in there and hit the candy, anybody ever done that? I've done that. Shook up all the drinks I had. Just, we couldn't even open them. But she had so much food. Like, when was she coming out? God, I can't feel you on this one, Jesus. You feel me not want to be behind her and that eight package of cabbage that she got in there? Do you feel me? He says, I can't feel you. Because you in a hurry. Jesus, look at her basket. The wheels are turning sideways. It, it, why she got so much stuff? And Lord, she got coupons. God, I see coupons. And a checkbook. 
ain't even got the chip, Jesus. Hmm? She got a checkbook, coupons, and you want me to get behind her? Now, well, now, I'm gonna be honest, I never repented from that. I'm just, I owe you. Anybody got some IOUs out on Jesus? <laughs> I love how holy y'all are. I appreciate that. I really do. But I'm just telling you how I act in public when my wife ain't around. Okay? Miss Rita would never allow that. Never. She don't care. She's casually. Like, oh, I hate it here. It was like a little child. God says, man, why can't I ever feel you? Why won't you let me pour into you? Why won't you let me, why don't you get close enough so I can open you up and pour into you? <laughs> Folks, move too slow. Why did you make me like this, God? I'm short, I'm energetic, I wanna get in, I wanna get out. I pride myself on how fast I can get in and out of the store. I'm in there, got my own clock going, we're beating the clock. I send my kids out, we're like, we're like raptors, okay? You go that way, we go that way, and we stop taking Miracle to the store. Why? Because Miracle's like her mother. Okay, so hurry up, get to the line before your mom calls. Hurry up, hurry, and we do that. We race before you try to call us. We try to get to the line so we can say, we in line. I can't lie in front of my kids, so I'll go to the line early while they still getting stuff, and in case you call, I can say, honestly, I'm in line. <laughs> Sorry you have to hear this in front of church, but it keeps me from getting jumped later. But God's like, slow down, man. I can help you have a better and longer life. It's just a little areas. That's good. That's, that's not, how many of y'all believe it's a sin to run your basket in front of somebody like that? <sighs> I mean, who else believes it's a sin? <laughs> we knew your hand was going up. And God said, like, it's those little things that begin to pile up that you don't even know that I've not, I'm not even in there. I'm not even with you. Now, whatever you got, more, got more calories now because you didn't use your basket to sin with. Okay. Here, Joshua chapter 7, verse 11 through 13 says this way. Israel has sinned. They have broken the agreement with me that I ordered them to keep. <laughs> I-O-5, they have taken some things, they have taken some of the things condemned to destruction. Ever done that? Okay, act like you didn't. If you've ever taken things that God told you not to take, maybe you took a person. Mm-hmm. Maybe you went down a road. They stole them, lied about it, and put them with their own things. Right? If I put them with my godly things, now they're godly. No, you just got mixed stuff. You want to mix your word with your other mixed stuff. So glad you're here. This is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. And this is why things can overtake a person who's got Bible knowledge and church attendance, but no God relationship. 
they retreat from them because they themselves have now been condemned to destruction. I will not stay with you any longer unless you destroy the things you were ordered not to take. Now, if, you, if you're with a human being that God told you not to take, don't go kill them. Destroy the relationship. Just, <laughs> just to make sure that's clear. My past, it says destroy the thing I told you not to take. You took them, now go kill them. No, that's not what it means. Just get away from that, okay? Get up, purify the people, and get them ready to come before me. Tell them to be ready tomorrow because I, the Lord, God of Israel, have this to say. Israel, you have in your possession some things that I ordered you to destroy. You cannot stand against your enemies until you get rid of the things. It's expensive. Drop the mic. It's expensive. Stuff costs a lot of money, so I gotta drop it. <laughs> we gotta get a plastic mic up here, and I'll, I'll drop that. A foam mic, do that. I'll drop it. But this is too, you know. I get. I'm just, it's a rich word. It's a rich word. Gotta get rid of it. It's destroying you. But I look cute in it. Uh, um, Joshua chapter seven, verse eleven through thirteen. So, but I look cute in it. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. That's, that's destroying you. You can't win with that. You can't breathe with it on. You definitely can't win with it. <laughs> now you're in here doing it, Rini. Word. Amen. We'll get these verses for you. Just, you know, we had some ink issues. I had to color my beard. I used ink with it. The Bible says the enemy came <laughs> searching Jesus, and Jesus said it this way. He says, I believe it's John 14, 30, uh, or 31, one of them. Pick a verse. It's like a card. Pick a verse. He says, the enemy came looking, but he could find nothing in me. The verse says they took stuff I told them not to take. The reason why the devil is showing up, you got stuff he can relate to. He's like, that's mine. Now, I ain't going to heaven, but that's mine. <laughs> now, I got you. I know you got a Bible in here, but I'm supposed to be here because you got my stuff. Now, that's just the way the devil talks to me. He has a lisp. He's weak. And that's what I want to call him. Devil's poindexter to me. You just my stuff, and you took it, and I'm here. Like, it's scaring him. Can no longer watch snakes. Had a dream last night. My mama had to jump on an anaconda because it was in the backyard. See, and I, I watched that stuff and fear came. Devil's like, that's mine. <laughs> had a dream. My mama jumped the anaconda and then this morning I was peeking out the back door. <laughs> My mom's 78 years old. Yeah, she could do it. Yeah, if any got to have it cooked too. <laughs> Y'all, we have an anaconda, fried conda tonight, baby. Get your hot sauce. <laughs> that's brand. All of that's brand new stuff. Just, just put the edit at that on us. I, see, and this is where we struggle with the video. What are we gonna do with that? We're running around with grocery baskets. We got the devil with a lisp, and now we got anaconda souffle. 
Amen. I need you guys to bow your heads. We're going to pray whatever you stole, give it back. Margarita said there's a thief out there. The Bible says God was abandoned by God so that you'd never feel abandonment. So, Father, I just pray I thank you for your word that it comes alive, Lord. Some of us are empty, and we're empty because we just need to get close to feel you so you can fill us. So, Lord Jesus, we run into your presence. We run directly to you, Lord God. And, Father, I want to get so close so I feel you. I, I hear what you're saying. And when To feel you, to, to F-E-E-L you, I have to respond to what you're telling me. I have to feel that word by living that word so you can fill me up. I should not be running out of God on Monday when I was just there Sunday. I run to you, Jesus. And Lord God, whatever I've taken from you, whatever I got in my possession, whatever disobedience, whatever thing I got in my possession, whatever lifestyle I got in my possession that you told me not to carry, you told me to destroy. Lord, I, I, here, I'm here, Lord. I want to feel you. Give me the strength to destroy it. Give me the strength to delete that number out of my contact. Give me the strength, Lord God, to, to delete that addiction out of my life. Give me the strength, Lord, to delete doubt. You told me not to put doubt in with my faith. You told me not to put uh, being worried and, and, and fearful in with my faith, Lord God. So, Lord, I, I, I want to get rid of the thing that you told me not to take. You said, take no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow will take for itself. Take no thought for what you should wear. Take no thought for what you should eat. I will cover you. Lord God, I, I repent, Lord. All of us in this room, we've taken thought. We've taken stuff because there was a Delilah moment in our lives where not only did they steal our strength, but they stole our emotions. And as she afflicted Samson, so have things afflicted us, have looked at us when they've gotten us to do what we know we shouldn't have done. And then they begin to afflict us, even in our minds, like, look at you. How can you say you're saved? How can you say you're a Christian? How can you say you're these things when you do this? But in the name of Jesus, that when a good man, a righteous man, and that's all of you, fall, you shall arise. Micah chapter 7, verse 7 and 8 says, When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. I'm not going to stay down here. This is why God still says you're forgiven. This is why God still says you're righteousness. But will you run to him so he can fill you? So, Lord, that's where we go. We go back to you. I don't want to spend another day of my own certainty where I don't even pray because I got this where I'm playing God instead of praying to God. I give it to you. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and you're in here and you're saying, man, I don't know Jesus. I don't even, I don't even know. I've never felt to be saved. I never even think it was a big thing. So as your heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. That's you. You've never openly acknowledged Jesus as your Savior. I said, I need to do that. I want you to raise your hand and put it down. We just want to pray and lift you up awesome we're in the house now there's no need to even ask for a lift of hands because we've all taken something Jesus told us not to put in and not to take we've all taken something that Jesus said that shouldn't be with you 
Lord, we repent and remove it from our lives right now. If it's in our house, when we go home, direct us straight to it to get it out. It is bringing the wrong crowd. It, is, it, is, it has a Jonah spirit on it. My world is turned upside down because I got something in my boat that shouldn't be there. So, Lord God, we get it out. And as much as it may hurt to remove it, know that God is going to use you in a mighty way. No matter how close you've gotten to it, no matter how much you think it belongs to you, you, you probably made it a relative. You, whatever it is, remove it. And watch what God begins to do with you. Watch those depressed moments begin to leave. Lonely hearts begin to remove themselves from you. Destructive words begin to lose their voice over you. Lord, we don't want just physical strength. We receive mental and emotional strength. We remove every form of a Delilah from our life. I'll never be without strength again, ever. Lord, we receive it together. In Jesus' name, amen.